At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Hello, welcome to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast, where we help people invest in real estate. Some episodes include interesting guests that span dozens of different types of industries. Other episodes offer analysis of popular topics that pertain to people seeking to learn how to build passive wealth in real estate. So listen in and enjoy our off-the-cuff podcast made to entertain, educate, and help you learn how to create passive wealth in real estate. So today I'm going to talk about an interesting topic that is uh, really important to determine before investing in real estate. It's called find your return on investment in real estate. So we're going to talk about how to define your ROI, return on investment, your cash on cash return. What is a cap rate, a capitalization rate, and how do you determine a cap rate? And also what type of return to expect on your investments? What's a good return to achieve? So first of all, what is return on investment? All right, well, it's uh, quite simple with real estate here. We're gonna take our yearly rental income on a property minus our yearly rental expenses and divide that into the property price, okay? Assuming you paid uh, cash for the property, of course. So let's say you bought a property for $100,000 and the rental income on the property is $20,000 a year and the rental expenses on the property are $10,000 a year. So the property nets uh, $10,000 in in, uh, gross rental and net rental revenue, net operating income at the end of the day. And if the property costs you $100,000 and it nets $10,000 a year, then that's a 10% return on investment. Okay, now real estate, we want to leverage our return on investment. Okay, so of course, uh, in that scenario for a $100,000 property, ideally we'd want to put down maybe 30% of that, right? So we'll put down $30,000. Now you have closing costs and repairs and other things like that and holding costs and operating reserves. So let's say you're... Uh, investment on a $100,000 property with the down payment and construction reserves and everything like that is is $50,000, okay? So you've invested $50,000 in cash and bought a property here and in the same scenario it's making $20,000 in rent rental income through the year. It has $10,000 in expenses and operating expenses, so therefore the building nets $10,000 a year. But you invested $50,000, so in that case your return on investment or your cash on cash return is it's about a 20%. You take the $10,000 a year you're netting Divide it into your $50,000 investment. Because remember, you got a mortgage. You leverage your investment to pay for most of the real estate. So that allows you to leverage your down payment, leverage your cash, and have a better, stronger ROI. So if you don't leverage it, the return on investment was 10%. If you did use a bank and you did leverage your investment capital, now all of a sudden you've doubled your return on investment up to 20% in this scenario. So it's important to leverage your investment and that is gonna really help your ROI. Of course, there is more risk to leveraging. You wanna make sure that you're getting the right type of mortgage on the right type of real estate, not over leveraging. But if leveraged properly, real estate should be leveraged properly, then your ROI increases. Okay, so let's talk about capitalization rate here. 
So we have our net operating income on a property. We discussed what that was. That's your rental income minus your expenses, your operating expenses, not including your debt, okay? So when you're estimating your net operating income, your NOI, it doesn't include your debt cost, your, your cost of mortgage. It does include your taxes, insurance, maintenance, management, okay, uh, your CapEx reserves, uh, utilities, things like that. So these are going to be included in your expenses, but it doesn't include your cost of debt, right? your mortgage payment. So uh, what we're focused on here is determining your net operating income to determine your cap rate. So like I was saying, your net operating income is your income minus your expenses, not including your debt cost. And we're going to take that net operating income and divide that into your uh, purchase price, okay, or your total investment in the asset, okay. Uh, and so let's say a property makes $40,000 a year net operating income and you've invested uh, and you're paying $325,000 for the property. So that would have a cap rate of 12.3%. Okay. Or to make that even easier, let's say a property has a net operating income, an NOI of $10,000 a year, and you're paying $100,000 for that property. Therefore, it would have a 10% cap rate. Okay. That's a pretty good cap rate. Bring you that deal. Most cap rates that we're buying right now are between five to six cap rate um, in higher demand areas like uh, Bergen County or Hoboken or Manhattan. You're going to see cap rates in the threes or the fours, sometimes negative cap rates, buildings that lose money that you're paying for to get in for equity reasons. In southern states or more affordable states, you're going to see higher cap rates because properties are less expensive yet the income on them can still be strong. So as property prices come down in states that have lower property prices, you're gonna see higher cap rates. In areas that have higher property prices, you're going to see high, uh, lower cap rates, okay? So lower cap rates means ideally less attractive a deal. A higher cap rate means it's a more attractive deal, okay? More uh, liquid uh, deal, more, ca more cash flows being produced from the investment. So that's also the definition of a, a cash on cash return. Here is the total cash invested uh, divided into uh, the uh, cash received. So if you invest uh, $100,000 into an opportunity and you're receiving $10,000 a year return on that investment, then that's a 10% cash on cash return. Okay, we try to achieve cash on cash returns between 10 to 12%. All right, that means our investors on an annualized basis would expect to earn about a 10 to 12% return on investment. Now that's pretty aggressive because what's the average um, annual return on investment, right? That's a big question people have, especially getting started investing in real estate. See, a lot of people say, oh, I made 20% in the stock market last year. So my average return on investment is 20%. Well, they're quickly to forget about the years they maybe also lost money in the stock market too, because the stock market's actually down 20% right now at the time of this podcast. So who knows where it'll be when you're listening to this. But the bottom line is the median return investment in the U.S. property market is actually 8.6% uh, according to the S&P 500 index. Um, so the rental property investment techniques affect the average return on investment, of course. The better you are at buying a discounted property, uh, increasing the rent roll on it, lowering your expenses, improving your net operating income, the more you're going to be able to increase your, your uh, return on investment and increase the value of the property. So residential properties have an average annual return of 10.6%. Commercial properties have a 9.5% average return. 
and REITs, real estate investment trusts, have an annual, uh, an average annual return of 11.8%. So there's different ways to invest in real estate. Now, our real estate syndicate achieves uh, cash on cash returns generally above 10 to 11%. We just achieved a cash on cash return of about an annual, annualized cash on cash return or return on investment of 15%. So by having our own in-house management company, buying properties at a good price, keeping our reconstruction costs under control and our management very tight on the property, we're able to produce more aggressive returns for our investors. So of course, those eight to 11% returns are the average and for other types of investments. And we do try to target about a 10 to 11% on our initial pro formas, but we've achieved returns far greater than that. And we've seen that uh, time and time again now in this market with People's Capital Group. So other ways to ch- achieve nice return investments here. So we talked about single family real estate investments. That's actually not the best way to create a nice return on investment. See, if you live in a home and it's a single family home, then that's not really creating any cash flow. It will grow in value, but ideally you want to invest in multifamily property that's going to create more cash flow, continue to grow in value as well, and cover that debt service more easily. You can also buy single family homes as rental properties that does work in lower priced areas. It's not gonna work too well in New Jersey here because it's so much of a cost to buy the property. Of course, we talked about real estate investment trust. That's a good way to invest in a stock backed by real estate. Now remember, that doesn't give you the tax benefits that real estate does because when you invest in a publicly traded REIT, it's a stock. It's not actual ownership of real estate. And stocks are nice because they're very liquid. You can get in and out of them very quickly. However, they don't offer the tax depreciation that a real estate syndication offers or actual ownership of real estate. So by owning residential real estate, we do feel that's a very smart place to be. People tend to need a roof over their head. They tend to produce better cash flow than say office space or even industrial space. Although industrial space is very strong right now, including warehouse space as well. So uh, residential real estate, like apartment buildings, can be one of the best places to invest in real estate for strong cash-on-cash returns and strong ROI. Although savvy investors do well in all different departments of real estate, such as warehousing, which is going strong right now, um, and mixed-use real estate with storefronts on the bottom, apartments above it, we like that as well. That's a very good place. And even self-storage is a good place to earn a nice cash-on-cash return with strong cash flow, get that nice strong ROI return on your investment with uh, self-storage as well. So all different types of ways to make good ROI in real estate there. But the bottom line is how can you find properties with above average ROI, right? Because we all want to beat the average ROI. Every investor wants to be smarter than the average bear. So to do that, you need to team up with professionals that have infrastructure in place to make sure they're finding the right deals. They're not buying something that's gonna be overpriced or they're uh, misestimating their construction repairs. Um, Understand that you're investing with operators that have a plan and they're gonna execute that plan and they have a track record of executing well in the past. Make sure their investors reinvest over time and make sure they know what they're doing and they're not just getting into every different uh, facet of real estate and saying they're a pro at it. We like to really focus on New Jersey real estate, uh, repositioning mismanaged apartment buildings, making them perform better by improving the management of them with our in-house management company, renovating them as well and making them from zeros into heroes so that they produce strong return on investment and cash on cash return for our investors 
and the cap rate has increased over time as well and the value increases over time by us improving the net operating income on the property you see because the more net operating income a piece of real estate makes the more it's worth and the more it's worth the more you can do a cash out refinance and and really nail that roi as high as you possibly can by doing a wise cash out refinance not borrowing too much of a debt on that but using good debt to pay yourself through the cash out refinance strategy in combination with cash flow and tax depreciation, your ROI can really skyrocket. So find your return on investment in real estate. It's not that complicated. There's a couple different formulas to do it. We just talked about the basic formulas to figure out your cap rate, your cash and cash return, your return on investment, and of course, how to team up with professionals to achieve those investment goals. So hope you learned a lot from our podcast here. Thank you for checking us out, the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. Go to peoplescapitalgroup.com to enjoy more content. We have weekly blogs, weekly podcasts, monthly webinars, and events at our office in New Jersey a few times a year as well. Thanks a lot. Have a good day.